0: Y'all, baby nails are like little daggers, man.
1: Yeah, they are. Those things Mm -hmm. are no joke.
2: Welcome to the Barely Saved Podcast, where we have the discussions real Christians don't have.
3: Here's your hosts. I'm Caleb. I'm Rebecca. I'm Lindsay.
4: Lindsay's back! Yay!
3: And... Because it's Black History Month, we have on our uh, Black friend Andre.
0: <laughs> Wait, Andre's black.
1: We're just gonna go straight there. Like it's Black History <laughs> Month, yo. We got a black person on, yo.
3: No, honestly, I didn't even think about that when we when Matt's like, I'm gonna invite Andre to come on. I'm like, woohoo, I love Andre. And then Matt the, yesterday mentioned is like Black History Month is this month. So like, oh, that's the thing that's happening in February. We should talk to Andre about that.
1: Yeah, surprise, I'm black. Since it's a podcast, you know, they don't know, so it's, it's just...
3: I think that I'm the only one here that's actually talked to you in person, though.
1: Yeah, we have so. a picture together, too. We do? Yeah, you were a little yeah, bit chunkier used... then, too.
3: I was a little bit chunkier then.
1: Man, yeah.
0: shout out to the chunky people that are
1: listening right now.
3: It's from those things that we used to go to when we were both part of the Pindell District.
1: Yeah. And, yeah.
0: and when we could actually go to things in person. Andre, what should we know about you, man?
1: What should you know about me?
0: What, what do you want people to know about you?
1: Mm, I mean, I'm Andre Anderson. I'm just a dude who travels the earth and gets into adventures like Kane from Kung Fu like that's, that's what I do. Um, uh, so I'm a pastor in the Chicagoland area. I do a conference. I coach people. I love youth ministry. I love youth pastors and. I'm one of those dudes who, if you're going through a hard time, if you call me and tell me you're going through a hard time, I'm gonna help you. That's that's me in a nutshell. And I'm really sexy.
3: Obviously. But
1: not that not that anyone else cares about that, but I just figured I'd throw it out there if, you
3: know. Andre Andre is married for the record, so that is not an invitation.
0: Caleb is not though, for the record.
3: That, yeah, that my is DMs also are true. not open
1: so to foolishness, but Caleb is. Caleb's DMs are fully open to foolishness. So if you're looking, if you're a woman who's into things um, like nerd stuff, Caleb's available right now.
3: That that is that is true. I can attest.
1: Yeah. Am I allowed to say this stuff? Because I'm just
3: yeah. I'm the one that edits the podcast, Andre, so if you go too far, I, I'm the one who pulls it away, so you're good.
1: Oh, praise God. Let's go.
0: Let's also point out, ladies, that Caleb can cook. That is and true. Can I just say, that is something that, I mean, I grew up with with a dad and a grandpa who are fine cooks, and it's it's real nice when, you know, you're not... Tied down to you know stereotypes of having to having to cook. So yeah, I'm just saying.
3: Well, right, right. I don't I don't just cook though, right? I also clean and I sew and I crochet. Like I do all of the things.
0: I was going there. <laughs> he does puppets. He does air. He does he does balloon animals.
3: But I read I read a post this week that said that uh, women are sitting on their couch with their hot tea. And the MacBook Air, when they're doing their working from home. And for a little bit, I was like, you know, I'm sitting on my couch with my hot tea. Not with a MacBook Air, but I'm sitting on my couch with my hot tea as I'm doing work. And if I had the money, I'd have a MacBook Air. So I was like a little bit offended. It's like, are you calling me a girl?
4: Apparently. It's okay. My husband and I have the exact opposite setup where I have the desk and the monitors and he's the one sitting on the couch with a computer. Okay. See? So you're not the only one.
1: So shout out to all the girls out there that can't cook, who are single, looking for somebody. Um, Caleb, Caleb Cook is available. You can find him on Facebook, Caleb Cook, spelled traditionally.
3: That's true. Also, I'm the one who like responds to the emails that we get at contact at com. So, you know, you can always just email a podcast.
0: Andre, you have a fantastic radio voice. Like, I would listen to you narrate any book. It is, it's beautiful, man.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I really, okay. I try, I do what I can, <laughs> but back to Caleb, um, <laughs> you can, women, you can go ahead and, um, shoot him a message, make sure, um, there are a couple requirements you, we, we would like you to be barely saved. Okay. Um, at least we're starting to, we're setting a bar there. Barely saved is, is good. Um, partially saved it should be a better word um and then um yeah you like to you have to be into nerd stuff you have to be ready to watch mandalorian
3: you know stuff like that i don't know about after this week andre hey listen nope i'm not going
1: into that i you know what can i can i talk about something that messed me up today sure seeing Lindsay's face and i'm gonna tell you why because I looked at her name and I expected her to have red hair. <laughs> you, 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 know what I'm saying, Lindsay? Mm-hmm. My actually, my husband you. has
4: red hair, and that's my married name. So,
1: right. And so when I see your name, I automatically associate it with red hair. So I'm like, Yo, why does this chick not have red hair?
4: I did once have red hair. I had like, I dyed it like that, like Game of Thrones Melisandre, like deep red.
1: Oh, praise God!
4: It was awesome. Uh, COVID, though. And it looks like I murdered someone every time I washed my hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man.
3: So we're waiting on, we're stalling till Matt gets here with the Did You Know, because he didn't send it to me. Oh, we can do what we want then. Yep.
2: Okay, wonderful. All right. Did we already play Did You Know music?
3: No. Welcome.
2: Friends to the Did You Know section of the podcast. Now, oftentimes, the Did You Know section is chosen by a host, and then um, we ask the other host, Did You Know? So whether it's bears or bears, or sometimes we talk about bees, but only for bears. This week, though, I told Caleb that I had a Did You Know, and this one's a little bit different because most of our podcast group knows about this. However, dear listener, I'm speaking to you right now. I wanted you to enjoy this as well. So, friends, do you know what Stephen Colbert has declared twenty twenty one? No. The year of the sea shanty. I'm
4: okay with that.
2: Once was a ship
4: that put to sea, the name of the ship was a bully of tea, the winds blew up her bow the
5: burn no a blow, my bully boys blow the come bring sugar and tea and rum it's got some depth to it right That's beautiful this is
2: on TikTok they did all this on TikTok.
5: he posted this in December we
2: now we got violin
4: Oh, it's beautiful they need to learn to do some fun <laughs> That face is
2: amazing. It's it's bumping, right? Mm-hmm. Andre, I see your face. I see. Do you want some ADM?
5: Don't worry. We got you. You ready for this drop? Sugar
2: and and rum. Don't don't one give me that face. You time
5: time know this is cool. <laughs> <we'll take> <laughs> okay, alright, well you, time 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 time
2: you get the idea. But this isn't the only sea shanty
4: <laughs>
2: that you should enjoy. You you get the idea, what? Right?
4: Are you gonna show the other one?
2: Guys, the real question is. What do oh, you I do with a one. Bernie Sanders? What do you do
5: with a Bernie Sanders? <laughs> what do you do with a Bernie Sanders? Did you in some Things you do with Photoshop him into pictures. Photoshop him into pictures. Photoshop him into pictures. Him into pictures. <laughs> Try to make it funny.
2: This is great because it's combining two memes from the early 2021. Oh my gosh. And uh it's it gets a little bit better.
5: Put him in a scene with Baby Yoda Put him on today
2: with Jenna and Hoda Put him with your dad in North Dakota Anywhere that's funny
5: Put him on a bench with Forrest Gump And put him in a bunch of sinking quicksand Put him on a stage or in a him. punk rock band Anywhere that's funny What do you do with the Bernie Sanders? What do you do with the Bernie Sanders? What do you do with the Bernie Sanders? in mittens Photo shopping in Sounds good. Pictures, Photoshop him into pictures, try to make it funny. <laughs> put him at the desk as the commander. Put him in a soup
2: as Colonel Sanders. Put him as the bad guy from Zoolander. Don't you know that's funny?
5: Put him in a big Wisconsin cheese hat. Put him on a UFC
2: it's match, So
3: perfect. Put him
5: in a scene from Mortal Kombat. Hey, you get the picture. What do you do with the birdies
2: I'm You get the idea, right? What do you do with the Bernie Sanders? Okay, so we've got one more for you. And this one, uh, this is the most horrible, wonderful thing that I've ever heard. Um, And it's not as much fun because you don't know this, but here we go.
3: I'm through with standing in line to pubs I'll never get fall of the ninth, and i'm never gonna win life has not turned out quite the way i want it to be tell me what you want i wanna you oh. sail that will hold the squalls and a big black ship with some cannonballs. don't wanna try navy oh. jones 20000 see what they did under the sea. So
2: you Andre, you know the song
3: trade this life yeah you do maybe might even grow my beard and change my name we, we all just
5: want to be big rock stars Living hilltop houses driving 15 cars The girls the busy and the trucks come <laughs> Lindsay's <team>. dud. <done. laughs> we all stay skinny cause
3: we just won't eat And we'll hang out in the We gotta get to the best
2: line and, the and then we'll go we will go.
3: with the movie stars Every good gold Wind up there this feels like boy, the
4: third Pirates of the, the Caribbean, Caribbean movie, where it's like it took something that and they misunderstood and why the it made it good and, and you just took it the days, best. Who, you it's
2: like the worst, I best, best thing I've ever listened to.
4: I think it's just bad. <laughs>
2: See, rum, rum dealer, and then pirates don't do mornings. So, uh so what do you, what do you guys think?
4: Like a, it's like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, where like the first one was funny and the rest of them kind of sucked. Ooh. like the thing that's great about sea shanties. I love, hey, hey, five shots fired. The thing that's great about, <laughs> like the thing that are great about the sea shanties is it's cool to hear that kind of like choral singing. Like people, like there's something cool about like human voices making that many harmonies all together all at once. Oh yeah. And so to like basically be like, we're just going to make it piratey. And you're like, I think you missed the point of why people liked the sea shanties to begin with.
2: Yeah. Um, I agree. I I do really enjoy what do you do with the Bernie Sanders just because of the meme like marriage there. Like there's a deep beauty in Bernie Sanders and Mittens.
4: Well, it didn't pretend to not only be a a meme attempt. Right. Like that's what it was.
2: Now, the rock star is way too far. Um, It's on Nickelback's YouTube page. So, Andre, go ahead.
1: Andre, give us give us your thoughts.
0: Andre's wondering why he joined us today.
1: Nah, man, I'm like, it's Black History Month. We doing white people stuff. That, that was some white people stuff, man.
2: Wait, wait, hold on. It's Black History Month?
1: Man, you know good and well it's Black History Andre, Month. Andre, you know, Andre,
2: are you black?
1: You know good and well, the only reason you asked me on here because it was February. Andre, first
2: off, first off, first off, we both know that I'm colorblind. And second, I've heard reports, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have actually been black from birth. I've heard reports,
1: and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have actually been black from birth. I've been black a long time. A long time? A <laughs> long time. been black a long time.
2: Listen, this is the did you know section. It never has anything to do with anything real. And I want people to understand that 2021 is the year of the sea shanty. A collective song of beauty. I feel like you're hating on my sea shanty. What do you do with the Bernie Sanders? Oh, that's funny. That's funny and you know it. Put him on a UFC match fight mat in an arm lock.
4: Only well, we just made him president instead.
3: Okay, here. Let me hit transition music. We can just we can just end the DigiNo section here. It's fine.
1: You got audio transitions and everything.
3: I have I have my iPad set up. It's not like we actually use them. Right, we oh. barely use them. Like I'm sitting here. I've got the whole thing, but I forget to like. There's times when these are appropriate to use, and I forget about them.
1: Well, praise God.
0: So, I don't know if we're doing a bear segment today or not, but I just sent you guys two bear stories. But they are both very depressing, so maybe we don't want to talk about them. He did what?
2: No, no, we got to talk about this one.
3: No, it can wait, Matt. No, I don't think Andre's here. We got to talk about it. Okay, which one? Bottom one or the top one?
1: Andre, did you... the bottom one?
3: Oh, that's just sad.
1: I'm not doing anything Andre. other than focusing on what's happening. So I'm not reading anything. You're just going so to tell me. So this this
2: last week, we had a sad uh a 20-year-old polar bear was killed. Would you like to know what she was doing or trying to do? What was it trying to do? What do you think she was trying to do, Andre?
0: It has to do with my t- my talk, Andre.
2: Word? She trying to she's trying to get a little freaky. They, these two bears have lived together without incident in 2020. But uh, Nuka, the sixteen-year-old, uh, the male decided that he didn't want to. Uh, this was not his bear of choice, and uh, she—he has killed her. Domestic violence, which is not funny, and we probably shouldn't do this segment. See, remember,
1: remember that time when Caleb said no, Matt? I'm we not shouldn't do, do that.
0: that. Matt, no means no. Remember
1: that time? Fair and enough. All of a sudden. Matt Van Wink. Listen, it wasn't gonna
2: be dark and then I made it dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's really
1: no way.
2: It was sad, but we could have gone with it. And then it got dark. There's really no way for that to not be dark though. Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Caleb,
3: what were we talking about? We were talking about the holiday that is coming up this week in the middle of Black History Month.
2: That's correct. Andre Andre, this is what we this is what we brought you on for. Okay. Valentine's
3: Day? No, that's Sunday. This podcast comes out Monday night.
2: No, I mean for real. I got you. No, no. I got you. It's it's uh so it's it's a day. So we we know on the podcast that as an African American gentleman, you uh you have something and we just so we wanted to talk about Ash Wednesday and none of us are ashy. And so we wanted to bring on an African American man.
1: <laughs> I can't stand you. Number 1. The only part of me that's ashy right now is my ankles because it's really, really dry.
2: And like, let's be clear. White people have just as much Mm problems. Like my elbows are nasty, but it doesn't look bad because there's no like.
3: For sure. We have to moisturize just as much. Well.
0: Man, white privilege just took on a whole new meaning. But
1: most of you choose not to.
2: It's real, right? This is this is the most white, and 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 we can point at other people who aren't white and say you should do this, even if we don't do it.
1: I mm-hmm. lotion. That's why I look good, though. It's how I stay looking twenty five.
2: Man, you you don't look a day over fifty. That's for sure.
1: Okay, when I see you, I'm punching <laughs> you in the throat, and that that's on God, bro. I'm gonna just hit you dead in the throat. I love you, but I'm hitting you in the throat. Believe <laughs> I love that. Ah, oh, man. Ash Wednesday. What about Ash Wednesday? What's happening? What are we doing for Ash Wednesday? Is that the day we eat
3: ribs? We were reminding people that it's happening. First off, because we're all Protestants, and forget—that's
2: that is true. I, uh, I, if you hadn't mentioned it, I definitely would have forgot that it was this Wednesday.
1: So, what am I supposed to do on Ash Wednesday?
2: Go to church. Well, it depends on how how uh, Christian you are. So, like, if you're if you're a Protestant Christian, which is like not very Christian. Let's be honest. Then, uh, or let me rephrase that. If you're Baptist or Baptocostal, then you're not very Christian and you don't do anything. You just understand that there is a day, right?
0: Maybe you understand that there's a day.
2: If you are not Christian at all, Tuesday is Fat Tuesday.
3: We got a party.
1: Right, you got a party. Hold on, pause, pause. Why did we start out with Ash Wednesday when you know Tuesday is Fat Tuesday? Uh, I think you, you got to flip those. Because you start fasting
2: on Ash Wednesday because it's 40 days. It's 40 days before Easter, right? So what do you do right the day before you start fasting? You go hard. What do you do the day before you start a diet?
3: You you go and get you some fried chicken.
4: The healthy thing is not to bang.
1: <laughs> okay, but pause though. So hard. So Ash Wednesday, I'm supposed to start fasting? Bro, I just yeah. came off a 21-day fast.
2: Well that's because you're wrong and the church says you're supposed to fast Lent, not epiphany. like you don't fast when when the king has arrived the king has arrived that's when you have a party. Churches be churches are backwards. Churches are backwards on that one
3: like when we do when we're doing Christmas parties during Advent, that should be fasting. Then after Christmas that should be feasting and then Ash Wednesday is back to fasting. You gotta you have to
2: remind yourself that the kingdom of God is already but not yet. So you you remember the already in the feasting times, and you remember the not yet in the fasting times.
1: Nah, man, let's just eat.
3: I understand you, Andre. You just came off of a twenty-one day fast because.
0: Um, I'm with you, Andre. A
3: large portion of the assemblies of God does their fasting and feasting really weird. Listen,
1: I'm all about, I'm all about that eating, bro. I'm out, I'll, I'll eat. Let's eat. All right. Mm-hmm. This fasting thing. Look, bro, my first week of fasting, I almost stabbed four people. (laughs) And that's and that's real. How related to food was that? It was. Listen, it was everything. I I cut out all carbs. Right. And I started getting sick. Mm. I felt like I had the flu or something. I was like, oh, the COVID got me. I was I was messed up and I didn't have that vid. But I'll tell you this. I was ready to fight people like I was irritated. I was angry Ugh. and I was hungry all the time. When you stop eating carbs, you hungry
2: Mhm. at least for a week. Yeah. How would you go after that?
1: After that, I was all right. I was still hungry. I ate like a whole slab of ribs in one sitting by myself and was still hungry. I smoke food, man. Listen, I'm always smoking something on the smoker. So any chance I got to put four racks of ribs on, man, we out here, bro.
2: Have you done a brisket yet? Nah, man. I don't really. Okay. Let me have you. Let me have you out here. Do you have a temper? You got a probe, right?
1: I got, I got all the probes, man.
2: I just want to, you you have to use the probe on the brisket because the temperature of the brisket is very important. And I'm going to tell you a cheat that Caleb's not going to be happy about, but that's fine. If you go, if you go to target, they've got a brisket there. It's just a flat and they've already peppered it. And it is delicious. You, uh,
1: yeah.
3: I mean, I'll hear the cheese, but.
1: Already peppered? Oh, nah, man. Nah, nah, son.
3: If Okay, Andre, if you're a Texan and you're barbecuing brisket, you just salt and pepper it. Yeah,
2: that's all you need. So you stick the probe in and you cook and you get it to uh, 160 unwrapped. So you started, you're cooking at like 205, right? Right. Then you wrap it and go to 205. Correct, right. Then kill the grill. Right. And let it sit for 30 minutes.
1: Well, here's the thing. Number one, if I'm wrapping it, once I wrap it, I put it in the oven. Yep. Because I'm not, there's no point.
3: I don't want that heat inside. I'm not maintaining a fire once I'm at that point. Oh, see, I don't have to maintain it. I got an
1: oven outside. Yeah. Nah, son. Listen. Nah, fram.
3: If you're going to, like, no, if you, the only thing that you're going to buy pre seasoned to smoke is pastrami. If you're making a pastrami, just go buy you a corned beef, crack you some peppercorns and coriander, rub it on the outside, throw it on the smoker. That's pastrami. Praise God. It's the only thing you're gonna buy pre-seasoned because like, who's gonna, unless you're me, who's gonna take the time to pickle your own beef?
1: Ain't nobody pickling no beef. Pause.
3: I mean, I, I do, but-
1: You gotta but, say pause after you say that. Um, But no, nah, see, I have a seasoning that's actually sponsoring my conference. So that's the only season that I mess with now because I have a discount.
3: Nice, but we're, so we're talking so we're talking about Lent, fasting, Ash Wednesday. It's a time of preparation for Easter. Um, it's important that we don't just let these holidays sneak up on us. If we're celebrating the Resurrection of Christ and the biggest holiday of the church calendar, we should be prepared spiritually for
4: it. Mother's Day. That's the Fourth of July. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Wow. <laughs> no. <going> so strong. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. Thank no. you. That was my other oh. choice, but I was like, let's be honest, the highest attendance days are Mother's Day, oh. and then second is the other Christian holiday, July oh. 4th.
1: Wow. That's what we are.
3: So if we're preparing for Easter, we should be prepared. We We should not just let Palm Sunday sneak up on us and then think, oh, we need to get ready for the egg hunt. We need to be prepared.
1: Man, well, hold on, pause. How are we how are we preparing for this, Caleb?
3: Fasting through almsgiving, prayer. Oh, here
1: you go with the fasting again. Is that really what we're
2: doing? I mean you don't have to fast, Andre. I don't I don't want to force you into it. All right well but but we should at least be remembering the time of our Lord on earth and the things that he gave up as cosmic king to uh, to redeem us.
3: You don't, you don't have to go all out on the 21-day fast, okay? You can fast on Fridays. You could just fast meat on Fridays like a Catholic.
2: That's right. Just don't eat meat on Friday. like Be Catholic for the next seven
1: weeks. What? Well, okay, pause. What's the purpose? Why am I fasting? You got to explain this to me. So to remind yourself. Well, you already reminded me just now. You literally just reminded me. So how do I have to fast to remind myself?
2: Oh, that's a good, all right, I got you, I got you. The uh, Whenever you remember something, if you just have a mental act, you remember it. But acting something out, that liturgy of doing, is important. So, for instance, in our tradition, there is a liturgy of altar call. You might not even need to go to the altar, but you better go to the altar, or else we're all going to judge you a little bit. Um, is that, am I wrong?
0: Nope.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. So the liturgy of going to the altar though, there is more to it than just going down there and not be judged. Like it's going down there to speak with God. It's going down there to all of these things. You don't have to go to an altar for the altar is not special. I know I'm going to break some people here, but it's not special to go to an altar. That's not, it's not a magical place of Jesus. Believe it or not. You could do all those things in your chair. But the physical act of getting up, going somewhere else, and kneeling, all those liturgical acts bring you to a different place to put you at a a place where you're more receptive to God. So in the time of Lent, we give up things. We don't do things. We give up meat on Fridays. We fast, you know, whatever you choose. Uh, I know a bunch of people do social media fast during Lent. Um, And you do those things. So that you're reminded that you have those things because a lot of times as Americans, we don't forget that we have, we don't remember we have things until we don't have them. So, and that should force you into a mindset of thinking about Jesus and the beauty of having Jesus and the beauty of his resurrection is the fact that there was a time where he was dead and Lent is supposed to be that time of reflection for the body of Christ.
3: We give up things to remind us of what Christ gave up in the incarnation and in his sacrifice for us.
2: And dearest podcast listener. And if you're looking for a book to, uh, to explore those subjects, Desiring the Kingdom by James K. Smith is excellent on that specific topic.
0: And if you're looking for a devotional for Lent, uh, 30 day 40 days of decrease is fantastic by shoot. Alicia Brick Coley.
1: I think. Is she a heretic?
0: Nope.
1: And if you're looking to not fast anything for Lent, you can follow me on Instagram.
3: You want to give them your handle?
1: I'm sorry. I just thought that was funny.
2: <laughs> When's the last time you put something on Instagram?
1: I, I put I put pictures of meat on Instagram all the time.
2: It's true. I have seen those. You should be you should clarify. Smoked meat. Smoked meat.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. I put pictures of food that I... I put pictures of... Food that I cook on the Instagram. You're not doing a Chris Evans, nah, cause nah.
4: <laughs>
1: got to keep that uh, got to keep that
4: separate. I was gonna say the 40 days is significant too, right? Um, we see so many times of preparation that are 40 days long. So we have four, our 40s of 40s in the wilderness. Jesus also fasting in the wilderness, um, and so there's also like that series of preparation um, involved with the, the aloneness with God in the desert and the wilderness. And so it's a kind of period of, again, like we were saying before, like we do with Advent, um, again, with Lent is this idea of reminding us where our provision and where our provision comes from, but also who is our source of strength, um, in a very tangible and unavoidable way, because yeah, like you said, like when you're hungry, everything sucks. Um, <laughs> and so it's this very, very physical reminder of who God is and who you are. I think
0: what's interesting is um, so uh, we we observed Lent every year in my uh, campus ministry because our director was actually a raised Methodist, so like Lent was a thing, and so we we did, every year we uh, would would talk about Lent um, and fasting, and um, students were encouraged to give you know to give something up and to add in a spiritual discipline, um, and it was it was odd to me that. Lent isn't something that's celebrated within our fellowship. Um, I didn't realize it was a thing that like made Pentecostals uncomfortable because it because of its like Catholic origins. Um, and because of the the argument that I had heard from people was that it's a because it's it's a legalistic fasting where you have to do it. um which I've, i just always struck me as funny to a fellowship that had so many.
4: Like all the festivals in the Old Testament?
0: Well, that, I mean, not, well, that, but also, like, for a fellowship that had such legalistic rules about movie theaters and gambling and, or playing cards and seeing movies, like, but observing, but observing Lent would be <laughs> legalistic.
2: But the re- the reason is, we we all know that premarital sex leads to dancing.
4: That's only if you're Baptist.
3: No, it's AG too.
4: I grew up Baptist, so.
2: Yeah, we're Baptist. We're Babdicostal.
4: They're basically the same with IP. So,
0: <laughs> but I just, I just found that, uh, that such an odd thing when, um, when I first kind of became more a part of when I first first credentialed and started getting involved more in the community. That seems like such a, a, a gross misunderstanding of what Lent is or why we do it. So, yeah. So look into it, guys, because I think it's it's valuable. If you're if you've never done Lent, like, oh, bless you. Um, look into. Uh, okay, Sorry, baby burped. Um, <laughs> look into it.
3: All right. Let's hit some transition music. And then we can talk about the reason that I didn't even realize was a thought to why we would bring on Andre until Matt mentioned it. Wait, what did I say?
0: I thought we were gonna bring him on for Black History Month and then not talk about it.
2: That was the—that was what we were gonna do. Andre's here for Black History Month, but we're not gonna mention it.
0: He's our token black guy. I got you.
2: <laughs> no, he's not our token black guy. We had Dan on already.
3: We had Dan. We had Dan.
2: We don't. We don't have token. Andre is here for Black History Month, but we're not gonna talk about it because that's what we do as white people.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow!
2: Is there a better way to call it out?
1: We're just gonna have him here. We ain't gonna talk about it. We're just gonna, we're just gonna have have one black person.
2: Is that not deep? Are you are you upset that that's not deep enough?
1: No, it's just hilarious to me I though.
0: I,
2: Andre, I know you.
0: N- Matt really wants a pat on the back for this, guys.
2: I thought we, I thought you would enjoy this. I thought you would think it was funny. It's. It- I feel like you set me up because
1: there's so many things I could say.
2: I mean, I definitely set you up. You, you say whatever you feel like you need to say.
4: The amount of things I've said that Caleb's had to edit out later. So I didn't like burn something down is real high. (laughs) Let it go,
0: bro.
1: Yeah, I can't because there's. Nah, man.
0: Okay. Well,
3: we can, we can go on and, and we can see, I think it might come out. Um. With our uh, tweet. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Which direction do you want to go, Matt? Cancel culture or Uyghurs? Which way?
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when we started this segment, uh-huh. I thought this was a good idea.
3: <laughs> oh, I still think it's a fantastic idea, even if I hate it every week.
2: Lindsay, have you been listening? Do you know what, do you know what this segment
0: is?
4: Apparently, I have missed it.
3: We talk about an Eric Metaxas tweet.
4: It's probably good I've missed
0: it. Y'all, I wish you could see Lindsay's face because that, that was great.
3: All right, so which which direction? Cancel culture or the Uyghurs? I have two tweets. I mean,
2: I I think we should do both of them.
4: I don't know if we need to do both
3: of them. I don't know if I can handle both
4: of them.
2: Hit us, hit us with your best shot, Caleb.
4: See, I don't want to click on anything because I just don't want to give any, like, search engine stuff for him ever.
2: Okay.
3: Andre, can you click on it and read it to us? All
1: right. So I'm supposed to read this first thing from February nine. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, just just the Eric Metaxas tweet and then what he retweeted.
1: If we do not stand up to China over their evil treatment of these poor souls, God will judge us. We have no excuse.
5: What?
2: What? Is, what? you read the retweet too.
1: All right. The the what? Is, Uyghur. I can't say it. It just sounds funny to me. The Uyghur uh, genocide.
0: You shouldn't laugh. When you
1: is say a <laughs> is an inconvenient fact for the Biden administration's foreign policy, climate change priorities.
5: Huh?
2: There's got to be what? What are they talking about there? I don't. The Uyghur genocide is an inconvenient fact for the Biden administration's foreign policy climate change priorities why is biden in brackets in that tweet
0: i don't know that's weird so what i don't understand what i don't understand is that this this is a this website is not like a a new real a real news website it's a
2: no it's a blog it's a religion blog even maybe
4: so basically they're complaining that Biden cares about climate change rather than the Uyghur genocide that Trump ignored for four years.
2: Right. So listen, I want I want to read this first line. Lindsay, Lindsay, did you you haven't listened? I went off on Eric Metaxas because he's a douchebag and was complaining about Nazism.
0: Oh, we're name calling language.
2: And he was complaining about Nazism. And I said, I don't want to hear your motherfucking complaints about nazism if you're not calling out the uyghur genocide and then this happened within the last week which was after i said it so clearly either i got to him or
4: that that he cares about genocide now after it's been a thing that we've known
2: oh it's oh it's it's rich especially given the first paragraph of this article 11 million persecuted Uyghurs and other Muslims in China's Xinjiang Autonomous Region first got a first taste of justice on January 19th. Okay, when was the uh, inauguration? The 20th. The 20th. January 19th, when Secretary of State Mike Pompeo declared that the Chinese government is is committing genocide against them. Again, I want to be very clear here. This is bullshit because we've known about this for at least three years, if not the entire Trump presidency. And on the very last day, let me rephrase that, the very last full day of the Trump presidency, someone had the balls, although to call them balls is questionable to testicles, to declare that what was happening was a genocide. This should have happened three years ago at the least, and again, Eric Metaxas had his ear. And now, all of a sudden, Metaxas wants us to care about the Uyghurs? Fuck you, Eric Metaxas. If you really wanted us to care, you would have said something about it earlier. This is ridiculous. I, I cannot express enough how pissed off this makes me.
0: I feel like this segment is going give, to give Matt high blood pressure. Give Matt? And...
1: <laughs> hey, yo, who wants a donut?
0: Fuck this
2: guy and his virtue signaling bullshit
4: it's almost like it's only pro-life when it conveniently matters to him yeah
2: yeah oh look now it impacts biden's climate change he should think about this like trump pulled us out of the trans-pacific partnership that that would have been what we used to put pressure on china you wanted to call something out call out what trump did because it happened under his watch don't
1: be virtue signaling this bullshit I, i like i like uh I like cake donuts with the chocolate frosting on the top.
3: (laughs) Yeah. What I don't like is is cake donuts with shit frosting on the top. And that's what this is. (laughs) Um, For reals.
4: No, at least crap, like at least that serves like a purpose for like compost and stuff. This is just nonsense. Like, it's just nonsense. And it's just so frustrating because he's not wrong. Yeah, we really do need to stand up for people like to take a voice for the voiceless and do all of that. But we need to do it when it costs us something and not just when it's politically convenient and also just not just say it, right? And it's like, and it's like you like it doesn't have to be, uh, yeah, I'm just like, I'm also like mad about to rage out because I'm just like, I don't understand it.
3: <laughs> Here's the thing. I fully agree with what Eric Metaxas said. If we do not stand up to China over their evil treatment of these poor souls, God will judge us.
0: He's not wrong.
2: Yeah, but it turns out if you stand up on the last day of the of the previous administration, I don't care about...
3: Don't stand up on your way out the door and say that they got a taste of justice when you didn't do a damn thing to actually change any sort of policy towards them. To do anything to bring it out. That's unacceptable. Like,
2: Mulan? Mulan should have had... Disney should have had sanctions put on them by the Trump administration... For what were where they shot their movie. We can do that.
4: Mm-hmm. For much less the propaganda that was in it and how they were styling people. Like all of a sudden the villains look very, very like Muslim and Arab in this part of China and in the part of China that's being filmed in for Mulan. And like you're like, this is really intentional.
2: Right. Yeah. And they should and Disney should be sanctioned. Yeah. Yep.
4: And we all paid everybody paid extra money to watch Mulan on Disney.
3: I didn't pay a damn cent. Not everybody. I paid nothing for that.
4: I didn't, I
3: didn't either. I didn't pay any extra money.
0: Yeah, I did. Sorry.
1: What's up, Andre? I well, love dope. But people say God's going to judge us. Isn't God going to judge us regardless? I mean, isn't he judging everything? Like, real talk. That's just, that's just like, that's part of the life here. Like, yo, like, isn't that kind of like, it, Like, we all, the judgment seat of Christ, that's a thing, right? Like, we all get judged? Well, I don't
2: know if Aaron Metaxas believes in that. So, I mean, I don't know what Aaron Metaxas believes at this point.
1: All I'm saying is we're all going to be judged. So stop acting like, oh, my gosh, if we don't do this, God is going to judge us. Pause, my dude. God's going to judge everything. Stop acting like this is the worst thing that we've ever done. Like, bro, you guys are all trash, man. Like, there's all sorts of stuff that we turn our eyes to and act like ain't happening behind the scenes. And we want to let all this stuff slide. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, God's going to judge us for this one. No, you crackhead. He's gonna judge you for all that. He gonna judge everybody for all that. All the stuff you let slide, all the stuff you let go by, all that mess. He judging all that. He coming for all of it. And don't sit and act like, oh, it's just because of the stuff that I hate right now. Man, get out of here, man. Like your mom is ugly. Wow,
2: well, I, don't, I don't know his mother, Andre. Also, like part of the problem with the original article, if you go down the rabbit hole of links, Uh, Caleb, I'll throw it in here, I guess, is that the complaint is that Biden wants to renormalize relationships so that we can start on a fresh footing with this administration. And the Pompeo declaration on the last day of the Trump administration obviously does not help relationships with China. And if we're going to fix what they're doing, I don't know if a declaration, again, on the last day of the Trump administration is the way to move forward to fix those things. Uh, should that happen? Absolutely. Like, we should be telling the UN what's going on here is genocide, it's wrong, and it needs to get fixed. But to Andre's point, when you're giving hysterectomies to immigrants in Georgia, it's a little difficult to, uh, to maybe call out genocide in China. So,
4: which is technically genocide for sterilization of a population is technically genocide. Also, family separations, willfully targeting certain demographics. Also genocide.
2: Well, I mean, not if we're doing it. We're good people. We're, we're civilizing the Indians. It's different.
4: Or the families at the border in Texas. I think this is... Am-
2: oh, that baby is mad.
0: She, she's, she agrees with me. And what we said before, what we said about what Eric tweeted, what tweeted about the um, <laughs> about the the Nazis, it's like the the frustrating thing, the thing that is so difficult to weed through in this current political and cultural climate, especially within the conservative Christian right, is what you're saying isn't a hundred percent wrong. It's the fact it's the, the problem is is the cognitive dissonance and the in the hypocrisy of who is saying it. And it just, I, it, like, I just wanted to make that clear, like, for people, too. But it was like,
2: I... Right. Because we, we 100% as a nation should be on the side of the Uyghurs in this. 100%. Like, they're clearly the, the negative party. But to switch it over, like, we should also be on the side of black people in America. And yet that's been real difficult for us. Right? We should also be on the side of immigrants in America. But that's been real difficult for us. Like... Andre, you're right. Like, we want to pick and choose what we're upset about and and not call attention to other human rights violations, especially the ones inside our own borders. And Eric is just a tool, a tool of tools.
3: He's not wrong, but he doesn't mean what he's saying, because if he meant what he's saying, he would act differently.
2: Well, there's, okay. But like, do you have to mean what you're saying?
3: Um. Yes,
2: uh, I don't. Let's let's get some other opinions. Rachel, do you have to mean what you're saying?
4: Not necessarily.
2: See, Andre, do you have to mean what you're saying?
4: Depends on a few an R or a D next to your name. No.
2: Oh. See, look, Caleb, you're wrong. I don't have to mean what I'm saying.
4: So I think that I've been listening to a book that really um, ties in well, and it's going to sound more inflammatory than it is, but actually, um, well, I actually, know what it is. Um, it's called "They Thought They Were Free: The Germans, 1933 to 1945." how and why decent men became Nazis, the life and story of 10 law-abiding citizens. Um, And it is freaking terrifying because these aren't the Gestapo, these aren't the SS um, storm, well, one of them was a stormtrooper guy. Um, But it's horrifying because-
2: Was he like in a white suit?
4: (laughs) Yeah, no, wrong stormtrooper. But it turns out if you identify with the space Nazis, then you might be the villain. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> but it's okay, but focusing. Cause like, yeah, y'all seriously, like this book is incredible because it's, it's a guy who um, the author goes and interviews them probably like in the fifties and sixties. And the things that they say, I have heard people I know say mm-hmm. the rhetoric that they use is the average person during Hitler's Germany is the same. It's the, like when we're talking about like people like, oh, you're calling Trump Hitler. It's, a, it's an exaggeration. And the fact that there are no concentration camps, yes, it is exaggeration. And the fact that he's using, and the Republican party is using the literal exact same rhetoric as the Nazis is not an exaggeration. Your average Nazi was not the person running the gas chamber. They were the person who would rather be comfortable than risk standing up for someone who wasn't them. They're the person who would rather be comfortable because their lives were improved. They were the person who didn't know anyone who was Jewish. They didn't care, right? They're the people who had their one thing they're German strong, they're, you know, they're living space that they needed and they didn't care about anything else. I'm like, that's the same thing that we're seeing. This is the same rhetoric that lets us have the Uyghurs be ignored until the moment it's convenient for us. And it is the exact same rhetoric. Right. And it's like, that's.
2: <laughs> well, and that's, what's so frustrating is like, we're in the middle. Whenever people talk about Nazism and they point to this or that it's like, well, part of Nazism, especially in Germany was the eradication of a people group. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it's frustrating to hear people. I mean, I I don't necessarily disagree about the talking points, but it's frustrating to hear people make the comparisons when there are literally, there's literally a genocide going on and, and it took so long for people to call it out. Yeah. Like that, that hurts. Like that should hurt. That should be frustrating for us.
4: Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, the point is necessarily like, Oh, look, it's like, these are like literally Hitler. Right. But it's like, No one knew in 19, no one said anything in 1928, right? No one said anything in 1933, right? And I think it's like, to see the parallels to me is what's frightening. Um, Is it doesn't take, like, you know what's real scary is Trump has more, and we probably need to delete this because it's probably too direct, Um, but for real, Trump has more ardent supporters than Hitler did, like percentage-wise of the population. Um, and that's what it took. The, the thing he points out at one point is he's like, you didn't have to have everybody doing this stuff. He's like, you had some people making decisions and doing it. And then it went down to just the local civil servant who wasn't willing to lose his job, um, which he had to feed his family. It makes sense. But that willingness to be complicit, like you can't, if you wait and there's this, there's a fantastic quote that basically he's talking about, you keep waiting for everyone to be outraged, you keep waiting for everyone to be outraged and then it's too late. And, um, one of the, the points that always has really stuck out to me about this is I'm, I've only read sections of it now I'm finally reading the whole thing um, is that they were all just kind of trying to keep their head down and not cause any like make any problems or cause any waves. And it's how much of that, I don't know, and I, I'm kind of rambling now, but it's like, how do you prevent that kind of rhetoric from spiraling further? Right. And that's the thing. It's like, if you don't speak up sooner then it's later, it's too late. Um, and there's not much that can be done. And I'm not saying it's like turning into that, but it's, it's scary to me to see people who claim to love Jesus, who think that they're the good guys in World War II and like, we totally about the Nazis retconning history because we didn't care about the people who were being eradicated because we knew and we reduced our immigration quotas, right? Um, <laughs> we didn't care then until we got bombed. We didn't care until we got like bombed at Pearl Harbor. We still don't care unless it affects us directly. And as people who follow Jesus, If we actually think we're monotheistic, if we think that we're serving the one God, then nationalism is something that is directly antithetical to the gospel because it says my people are more important than yours. And that is directly opposed to the heart of God and that all people are made in his image. And like, it's not like this person deserves precedence over this person. And so it's like, oh, but it's America first or whatever. Like, that's just nonsense because it's like, and I don't know how people who are Christians or call themselves followers of Jesus are the ones espousing that. That are like, well, this person's more important, so I got to take care of your my people. And I'm like, well, how about God? Me? I don't know. Sorry, that got really angry and, and kind of ranty, but it's just like, that's what bothers me about this. Is this like we see this moment of um, the he who we do not speak right, um, <laughs> and just like we don't care until it's expedient. It's like, how do we prevent that heart? Not only like in ourselves. So it's like, how do I prevent myself from doing this too? Right, because it's I'm guilty of it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be the guy who keeps my head down. And then has that 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 moment where I realize that it's too late. Right, the famous quote about you know I didn't speak up.
5: Um, yeah.
4: It's like how do you like that's that's it. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to. Yeah. How do we love people in such a way that we are willing to? Like, not be complicit, um, but really want genuine restoration for, which sometimes means like, holding people accountable. Right, it always means holding people accountable. Like, we don't just be like, ah, it's okay.
2: <laughs> but I think so to take it to take it full circle though, I think that, uh, it it really requires a Lenten understanding. Right, so if we're talking about the liturgy of life, like you can't just know these things; you have to actively be doing things to to do things. Uh, is it Abraham, uh, Kendi's book, How to Be Anti-Racist, and uh, Jamar Tisby's coming out? Oh no, he just came out with a book. Oh, it's How to Fight Racism is the book he just put out. Uh, so I think like, and obviously those aren't the only way to to do those kinds of things, but. It's it's going down to the local food shelter, and volunteering. It's excuse me, talking with your local homeless shelter and figuring out what you can do. It's the actions that you take form those things about you, not what you believe, because what you believe will change if you don't make action actions behind it. And so, if we want to, if we want people to to care about others. We have to get them engaged and caring about others.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Right? Anybody think that's crazy?
3: Yes. It sounds countercultural.
2: Well, that sounds like Jesus to me. Are we going to do the other tweet? Because I don't know if I can do the other tweet.
1: Oh, that one. Man, that one was too deep, man. Like, I'm like, bro, let's talk about...
0: This has been a... I have to say, this has been a much more, like, serious... um
3: I told... When you asked, are you sure there's going to be a tweet every week? And I said... Yeah, there's gonna be a tweet every week.
0: No, I'm I, I'm not I'm not saying that there wouldn't be a tweet to talk about, but I was saying, do should should we do it every week? Was the
2: Andre? It is Black History Month, and uh, you you are my friend, and I love you. So I have a question for you, Andre. You have you have time. address the white people what would you like the white people to hear why do you gotta say it like that yo
3: (laughs) can we just take like four steps back here not all white people
2: no because we only have like five listeners
3: yeah i was gonna say just like just like the half dozen white people that listen to this podcast
4: anyone's made it through this much of our show they're probably already on
2: Right, imagine those people, right? They've already made it through me saying, "fuck you, Eric Metaxas. They've made it through Lindsay talking about the Nazis. They've made it through uh, the, the sea shanties. So you, you know where they are.
0: Which, are we not bleeping out swear words anymore in the podcast, Caleb? I bleeped them all out. I just didn't add other
3: sound effects.
0: I cut them all out. You couldn't. Oh, no, there was. Which Did I miss one? You missed a couple, and um, um, at least the podcast before last. I don't think I missed them. Bullshit definitely was there. Oh
3: yeah, that one's fine. Oh, that's not a cuss word. I, of course, I left that one. That's not a real cuss word. Wow.
2: Listen, if Paul can say scuba, we can say bullshit. Okay, Caleb wants to take steps back. Doesn't want to give Andre the floor.
3: Oh, it's not all white people. It's just a select it's group of white people. Just our white because people. Because just like not just just like black culture isn't a monolith. White culture isn't a monolith. I don't
2: think Andre can speak for all black people, but I want to know what Andre would say.
3: Well, just like he can't speak for all black people, he's not speaking to all white people. Just a very select group. That's all I'm saying. How about about I change it?
2: Andre. Andre, as my black friend, who I'm going to get to see this year, I'm very excited. I haven't seen you in what, four years? Yeah. What would you, Andre, want to tell me? Hmm. I love you. <laughs> you guys, you guys, I called Andre yesterday. Was that yesterday, Andre, I called you?
1: Yeah, it was yesterday.
2: And he like, he denied it immediately. He said he was busy. And so, <laughs> so I left him a message and I don't remember everything I said.
1: And so I read it first.
2: Oh, go ahead. G- give us a dramatic reading.
1: And I said, listen, I know you're ducking my calls. I didn't mean to cheat on you. I love you. <laughs> and then it, it transcribed. It says, you're you're not chocolate by call me back and I'm like what and he said you're my chocolate babe
2: I thought I said I love your
1: chocolate body okay yeah 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 that was it I love your chocolate body and I was like
0: that's even better that's even better
1: huh and I'm like bro you're (laughs) gonna get me killed like you're literally going to get me killed (laughs) Like, that, was my, that was my goal. Like my wife is gonna like my wife is gonna see this and like, oh bro, you gay now, bro? You gay now? <laughs> like, you got white dudes calling you up talking about they love your chocolate body, bro? Like that's what we on now? I'm like, bro, you just you get me messed up out here, y'all.
2: It was it was everything I <laughs> needed in life.
1: Man. Listen, okay, look. Let's see, I'm just gonna start talking about whatever now, because
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. That's what I, I want, we well, yeah, we want you to have it some time here.
1: I can just talk, Rick. All right, let's just talk. Um it's it's wild. Like Matt and I mess around because, you know, back in the days when we were in the same assembly of God groups, um, you know, we would get into discussions about black people or situations with black people and the police and da-da-da-da-da. And there would be all these talks and all these conversations. And I realized that. The one card that I had to play every time was the I've been black a long time. And go, if you want to talk and have a cordial conversation and hear my story, call me. And every time I did it, it shut down the entire thread because no one wants to talk and have the conversation with somebody.
2: I know a couple people that talk to you,
1: there's a couple but
2: yeah but it wasn't a lot
1: no when i said do you want to have a conversation the people who were the loudest never wanted to have a conversation it was always people that agreed with me and it was always people who were like oh i see i, I see your point um but it normally shut it down because after that if you want to say anything else in that moment you're a coward because i opened up the conversation to be in real life we can talk in real life i'm a real life person and you want to like we can sit here and dissect when people die um we can sit here and dissect different situations that happen over and over and over again because we have that we have that luxury of video and time frames and timestamps and all that Mm -hmm. um but when you've never been through it you've never gone through it you don't know um you know and that that's the one thing that just always has surprised me when it's come to It's come to issues of race or just anything, you know, it's we're so quick to jump on and talk about it from our perspective, but we don't have the perspective of the person who is actually going through it. And if you've never been afraid when you were pulled over by the police, then you don't understand what it's like to be pulled over by the police and be afraid because of the color of your skin. Mm -hmm. Um, There's never a time like I'm a pastor. I'm a well-spoken dude. Like I'm really good looking, you know, I don't dress like a thug. When I get pulled over, it's still a little scary and it's still, I'm one, I'm one move away from being shot, you know, one wrong move. Because if you look at me at six foot three, two I'm a big boy. So you look at that and go,
2: Andre, I, I will attest Andre is a big boy.
1: I'm a big boy. So, you know, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, I was scared for my life. So I had to shoot this dude 47 times in the back, you know, like, nah, man, like I'm I'm good on that. So
2: 47 rounds. What kind of magazine is that?
1: They reloaded, bro. They reloaded. (laughs) They reloaded. reloaded. So you were still twitching. He was moving. Oh, no. He was moving. So it's um, just sit back and listen to people who aren't like you. And just don't sit here and just start spouting off, off the side of the mouth like you know what's going on because you don't like you can have all the opinions and all the all the conversation, all that stuff like you can read all the stuff. You can pull up things of black people that said mm-hmm. something that agree with you. And you want to throw that out there. I'm like, man, listen, if you ain't never lived it, you ain't about that life. yo. And if you want to be a real person who follows Jesus and be a real Christ follower, um, like be somebody's friend like be like hey man man this this got to be scary for you if other black people are scared i know you got to be scared you cool like that type of stuff goes further than you just spouting off and putting stuff on your facebook it gets on my nerves i got into it i got into it with a with a board member from my old church who's a good friend because i said in a live video i said dude don't send me videos of other black people saying stuff that that when they agree with you they don't speak for all black people He literally slides in my DM saying, I didn't want to post this because I didn't want to offend you. I'm like, so you put it in my DMs thinking it wasn't going to offend me. And then when that's not it's less personal that way. Right, Bruh, So so then so peep this. This is this is this is where it got tricky. Right. So so he sends me and it's a video literally of like probably like 10 to 15 black people, Lil Wayne, all these different people, Morgan Freeman saying different stuff about racism and all this. And I, and my response made him so mad because I said, uh, Caleb, get ready for this. Um, So, so I said, just cause you found a video where a bunch of niggas said something that you agree with doesn't mean that it's okay. And, and he was so mad that I said. The N-word. In my statement, I was like, well, first off, you need to understand that I say that word all the time. So, get off your high horse.
2: No. Okay, hold on. Let, that's not completely true. You don't say it all the time. Most of the time, you don't say it. You're right. You're right. Right? Real talk? When Andre says it <laughs> is when he's hot and bothered. <laughs> that's his go-to. Like, Right. That is his go-to word. like The more frustrated Andre gets, the more words he starts dropping not not in a bad way he's just like
0: hey Andre can I ask you a question no all right so when
3: um... <laughs> see that's exactly what white people do don't they you say no and they just go ahead
1: you' gonna see unbelievable Rebecca I love you so
0: the that exchange of you know just because there's another group of black people who are saying something um, doesn't mean they speak for all black people, they agree with them. And so I've seen that argument a lot. I have a, I have a quite vocal conservative, um, world around me. Um, so how, how do you respond to how would, what would be a good way to respond to somebody who then says, well, um, the, those who are speaking and calling out the racism don't speak for all black people like that. I've, I've heard that so many times. Um, and, so the same people who, um, you know, love Candace Owens and are continuing to share her crap on social media then would say, well, you don't speak for all black people, which is technically true. But it's a how how do we I don't know. How do we combat that? Because I don't feel like I can I don't feel like I can combat that at all.
1: Some people think that cucumber tastes better pickle. Yeah, but they're wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not the answer. Some people think that cucumbers taste better pickled. Every, everybody has, everybody has their opinion. Everybody has their experience. And, and I'll tell you right now, if Coke gave me money, I would say that I liked it. <laughs> and I don't, but if they gave me money, I would, I would be like, Hey, I love Coke. And I would say it while drinking Pepsi.
0: I like Pepsi better too, Andre.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just where I'm at in life. And, you know, I mean, but do you fam, you know, do you, Um, but all that to say, like, I, okay. So a guy that goes to my church who got saved in my church, grew up in my church. My wife met him when he was seven years old at our adoptive block is, um, was a big time influencer in the Trump camp, black guy grew up in the hood braids all that former latin king was in all this trouble was hardcore trump 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 wearing hats talking about racism talking about that the police aren't out there just to kill everybody and people were like using little snippets of his videos to combat when people are saying that racism is a problem in america even though he's a friend of mine like i have his phone number i've been to his house i hang out with his kids I'm going to hang out with his baby's mama with him. Like at the same time, like we're all friends. Um, But like, he still knows that racism exists. He still talks about it, but you take little snippets of what he said. And now all of a sudden that's your, that's your, you know, forgive the pun, but yeah. that's your Trump card. And it's like, nah, fam. <laughs> like, and now granted, you know, some of the stuff he said was wild. And I mean, to be honest, uh, he's one of the guys he was, a he was a, He got in a lot of trouble in the past. He was out on parole, was out on bond and was doing a lot of stuff like with uh, what's that Senator McCollum. Like I was with him when Senator McCollum would call him and like they would hang out like like I was with that dude when it would happen. Well, he went to the Capitol. And he was on bond. He didn't get permission to go. And he posted pictures of him inside the rotunda. What? No. And he got sentenced to four years yesterday. That's light. Yes. Very light. Especially for breaking bond. Yeah. And, And we're talking former Latin King. Like we're talking drug case pending, like all this stuff. This dude has eight kids. Okay. Eight kids, four baby mamas. Um, and the judge says, dude, your dad died in a drug way in a drug raid. Your mom did not raise you. You grew up in a hood. You have a church family that cares for you and loves you. And you, you obviously care about our country. And if you would have called me and said, Hey, I want to go to the Capitol to defend our freedom and, and just be heard. Cool. Word up. Let's go. But you crossed the line and I can't ignore it. You did the wrong thing and I can't ignore that. And I can't let that go. Um, and so my man is like gone for a grip, you know? So now we're working with his, with his baby mom. Like he, I mean, he has a brand new baby, brand new baby, you know? And so we're working with her to help her. Cause that's family. And, you know, being on this side of it, you know, you can post his videos all day and talk about them, you know, and be like, Oh man, he's the greatest. And, and it's like, yeah, man, he's a great dude. On the other side, like we have to look and say like, Hey, when you make a mistake, you make a mistake and you have to, You have to, you have to know that your mistakes are big and your mistakes mess up. And my mama told me if you in a group of people and everybody does the wrong thing and you don't, but they did, you still in trouble, you still getting a whooping. And, um, we, we have to be aware of who we are, where we're at and how we're functioning as adults, um, and make sure that we're doing the right thing.
2: Well, let's be clear though, about half the population at this point.
1: Has ceased to function as adults. Yeah. And that's. But again. That's fallen back into this whole. Like nationalism is better than everything. You know. Well I mean. I, I don't want to say like. To be fair. Like for. Sorry Andre. But before
2: you keep going. Like. It's not just. Like I'm not. Picking a political half here. Because. <laughs> I mean. we You, you were on. The, I don't know if you saw the conversation last night. But. Fundamentalism is the problem. And fundamentalism exists on both sides of this aisle. Fundamentalism is not a Christian thing. Fundamentalism is not a conservative thing. There are fundamentalists on the left just as much. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the Antifa people who go around, listen, as much as I don't like, whoosh, 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 the fact that he, that guy was riding his bike around saying F Trump, F you, like that's not cool. Right? right? That's, you know, that's not, that's not chill. That's not what we're looking for here. And so... There, There's this balance and again, like half the people on both sides are, have lost the ability to adult and have conversations like adults. And that's part of the problem.
1: Yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's for sure. And and I think we really need to we really need to weigh what we talk about and what we value and everything has to go through that filter. Um, my, like who I am has to go through that filter. Uh, I don't, Like, politically, I'm not in any camp because I don't like anybody. I don't like anybody. I don't trust anybody. Personally, I think everybody's a hypocrite. I think everybody's going to do whatever they have to do to appease the people that gave them the most money. I know that. I see how that works, man. I'm grown. Um, I saw Mission Impossible 2. Like, I know where we're at. Um, But we just need to be better as, as people, as Christ followers. And, you know, we need to stop acting like we we have the moral high ground when we don't even read the Bible and pray.
5: Mm.
1: How about that? How about you read the Bible and start applying it to your life? And stop sitting here acting like you have the moral high ground because you go to church because you can watch a church service. Like, fam, if you ain't at the altar and going to the altar every day and sitting here saying, Jesus, what do you want for my life? Holy Spirit, go through my life and let me be a better person and let me act differently today mm-hmm. and be better. Then fam, like, what are you doing? Like you just out here just talking out the side of your mouth. Act like a freaking idiot, yo. Like that's not, you ain't helping nobody. You just going through life wasting space, fam. Like be a freaking Christian. Like be a person who goes out there and preaches the good news. The good news is not about any sort of political candidate. It's not about any, like it, it ain't about like our country, because we we wasn't out here at that point. You know, we like Jesus wants a relationship with you. Jesus loves you, fam. And Jesus wants a relationship with you. And let Jesus deal with you. Let Jesus deal with your life. Like, that's what we need to be pushing, man. But pushing all this extra stuff, man. That's all fallacy, man. That's all. That's all a bunch of BS. And ain't, ain't nobody got time for that, man. And and and, and fam, let's not. Yo, have y'all ever read the book of Revelation? Yo, because that John is crazy. Because from what I'm reading, things going to get worse. That's why it said it's gonna get worse. And so when you start seeing things get worse, y'all ever at any point did any of y'all sit there and be like, "Hey, yo, this is kind of like the book of Revelation, like we might be heading
3: in there." And fam, that might be what we going towards.
2: Listen, every time, every time I saw the last administration, I felt like I was looking at the Antichrist, even if that's not in Revelation. But you, know, you know,
4: at least Carpathia was persuasive.
2: He was persuasive to some people.
1: Remember when I do got struck, got struck, and then the worms ate him? hmm Y'all ever y'all y'all ever just just sit there and watch the news just like with your eyes open, like, hey yo, is he gonna get eaten by a worm? Cause I, I'm gonna be honest, man. I do that from time to time. I'd be like, yo, is he gonna get ate up by a worm? Is today the
2: day? Uh well, thank you, Andre, for your insights and uh Thank you. You know what? Like real real talk. I'm going to get serious for a second. Thanks for being my friend, bro. Uh it's been fun to to follow your adventures. Uh especially when I told you don't do something and then you did it and I was right the whole time. It's weird how that worked out. So uh
1: okay, listen. I follow I follow the Lord. What uh, listen, what Matt is speaking of is he's speaking of when I moved to Oakland.
0: Well, that was a terrible idea. <laughs>
1: i was following the lord and i I had a job to do and i went and did that job and in four months and got out that's it you know i was working with friends i love them they love me we're still friends
0: i feel like there's some really good stories from your time in oklahoma we'll have to hear on another podcast
1: yeah because oklahoma sucks
3: yeah so andre you're invited to come back anytime as long as it's on Fridays, whenever damn we're recording and let me know before. So that way we don't have like seven people on at the same time.
1: Yo, I just, I just pop in like, yo, and it's just me sitting here with no shirt on.
3: I mean, this is a sound thing. So it's, it's not going to bother anybody but us. I'll see it.
1: Yeah, I'm doing that. I'll, I'll be doing that for Matt. Hold l- did,
3: did we let, did we let Andre plug his thing?
1: Oh, I do got something.
2: And put, put a, put a link in the chat. So Caleb can put it in the show notes.
1: Let's talk about our youth leader conference that is coming up on February 18th and 19th called the Fully Loaded Conference. You can register for that at fullyloadedconference.com. Basically, the whole setup is we are giving youth pastors everything that they need, all the resources that we can so that they can have a fully loaded weapon so that they can pull the trigger tomorrow. We don't, we're not doing a conference where we're bringing in big name speakers or we're bringing in. Um, all these huge megachurch guys so that it can be another testimony service for megachurches. We're pulling in people who we love, who we care about, and who care about you, and pastors who are in the trenches. And we're doing some abnormal speaking, um, abnormal sessions, because we want youth pastors to be resourced and walked away, walk away resourced, healed, and filled. So FullyLoadedConference.com, you can register. It'll be live on Facebook. It's free. It's virtual we out here.
2: Is there a reason not to go to this, Andre?
1: Is there a reason not to go to it? I mean, if you think that you have youth ministry figured out and you feel like, you know what? I don't need any help. I'm good. Don't come. We don't need, I don't need negativity. I don't need people that got it figured out, man. We are here for the people that want help and we are out here for the people that actually want to grow and be developed. And I mean, we have sessions on I mean one of the sessions is called "You are not Exempt from a guy who cheated on his wife with the youth leader. Um, I have sessions on that's not me, life. that's not me It's not you. I have a session on on your sex life um, that should be pretty good. I haven't heard it yet, but that's
2: not me. that's not me
1: not here no, no, that was by someone I'm looking at right now, and then um I have a session on dealing with death so shout that, out that was not me either me. shout out to my speaker who did that i'm also not we're not announcing who the speakers are on purpose because it's not about it's not about having big name guys on so that we feel like we can fill up our conference i don't care about that i'll never will like so people were people are making me a, a promo video right now
3: you don't, and, you don't have like, any send me big names list. do you have anybody's got like a really long name
1: um,
2: that's a that's a good question
1: no, not really. Okay. No, no. Every everybody's name is actually very short. It's weird. Yeah. It's like Chad and Matt and Ed and JP. So anyway. That sounds like it's gonna be fun. It it's gonna be fun. I mean, like I said, it's free. It'll be on Facebook. We'll we'll post all about it. I'll actually be smoking meat the entire time on the smoker and <laughs> we'll have a camera feed on it. So <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, That's my conference, awesome. the conference is actually sponsored by, um, a bunch of different services, including my favorite barbecue rub and a cast iron skillet company. So you can get discounts to that. You can get discounts to Texan church. You can get discounts to eCam streaming service all because of coming to our free conference.
2: I like that cast iron idea,
1: bro, bro. This cast iron skillet, this John is, it's called Talon Cookware. It's a cast iron skillet with a detachable claw for a handle. So you grab it, you take it, put it in a, put it in a uh, grill, and then you take the handle with you. Bam, bam. And then you just come back with a cold handle and be like click, click, bam, and just walk away. Yo, I just got two of them today. I can't wait to make it.
2: The problem for me with cast iron skillets is mine is still dirty in the kitchen. Um,
3: Unless you use it for lunch, Matt, that might be a problem.
2: Well, I, I mean, I, I think it's been dirty in the kitchen for three months because I just don't enjoy cleaning cast iron skillets. It's not even dirty. It's just like I just got to rub it out. Fam, like,
5: OK, I can't. Pause, pause.
1: Pause. You gotta say pause after you say something like that, man. You gotta say pause. Um <laughs> We're white, we don't do that. You gotta clean you gotta clean your cast iron skillet, fam. You gotta clean it. You're just salt and water and then heat it up. Bro, you have to.
2: I I'm, I'm aware of how to do it. It's not even like dirty. It just needs to get it just needs to get refreshed.
1: Nah, I don't think you do, man. You act you acting brand new. Well then spray it with some
2: vegetable oils, you big bearded bastard. I mean, and i I bought I bought the uh the coarse salt. Like it's in there. Andre, I got all the tools. I just don't want to take the next
4: speaking of people not adulting?
2: Oh, for sure. Like I'm chief among the Pharisees here. Um, I just want to do the
3: next
1: <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now. I'm so mad at you right now.
3: I feel like we've talked about this before, Matt. Like I I vaguely remember talking about cast iron pans being dirty, like back in December.
2: I've also got one that may have accidentally got left outside, and uh, I gotta save it, but dude, you can't.
3: Wash it off, get all the rust scraped away with some steel wool, and start all over on seasoning it.
2: My wife isn't going to listen to this, and Andre's not going to tell her. But like, it was like 20 bucks. I can go get a new one.
1: Oh, my gosh. I want to fight you right now. You can't treat. Never mind. Sorry. I'm really passionate about cooking and, and my utensils. So
3: Okay. So, Matt, there's a, there's a way. Andre has a brand for you to get the replacement. So, what you yeah, got to do is you got to sell your wife that it's an upgrade and then actually take care of it this time.
1: Yes. And you can use, you literally can use my name to discount them.
0: Oh, please send me that link. Because I have a cast iron. I only have one cast iron, but I would like more.
1: Oh, these ones? These ones are?
2: Fire. Thank you for listening to the Barely Save Podcast. Make sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app. You can find more episodes, links, and show notes at BarelySavedPodcast.com.
0: See ya.
2: Come out here,
5: panda jerk. What?
0: Come at me, bro.
5: Like it's, it's, a,
3: dude, it's a big freaking dog, man. Why is that dog so big? This is Harley. Why he got that big dog? Caleb got this big... Oh, I have two big dogs. The other one's laying big, here.
1: That's a big like Hillary
3: Furnace dog. Yes. He's got a Jolly Rancher. He's still eating it. He's been eating it for a good while. You give your dogs candy? Bro. <laughs> dogs will not behave. Like, I have to bribe them.
1: But, but can't you give them a snack or something? You can give them... Jolly Ranchers, man.